0: So in 1945, you you having sort of flagged the fact that you were interested in going back to Oxford, Mm -hmm. uh, going back into philosophy, you actually get a fellowship and a tutorship in philosophy at New College. That's right. Um, How how did you experience that early period back in Oxford? I had tremendous cold feet for two years. I had to deal with a a very
1: large number of returning warriors. And we had, a, uh, I suppose, I was te- taking about 20 hours a week for uh, tutorials by some of the people, um, seasoned, you know, uh, aged um, 38 or something, and um, I thought I should never catch up. Um, why have I left a trade which I had at my fingers tips and gone back to school? And that was my initial you know, stage fright didn't last very long. The person who got me out of it was Professor J. L. Austin, who ran a seminar for what he called the Hacks, for the Dons, Saturday mornings, when we discussed a great range of questions. He was a a, a genius at this kind of thing. And this steadied my nerve, and um, I settled down after two years to know this is what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took me two years to be sure. I kept some kind of open door with my chambers and said I might be coming back.
0: And then I said no. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned <coughs> Austin. No. How, how influential was he very, on you? Very. In, in, in what sort of ways, would you say? He was tremendous. Well, first of all,
1: his understanding and subtle analysis of language was unrivaled, it was absolutely excited me. And then he had an interest, um, well, he was naturally interested in law. And he would have made a form of the law, QC. Um, and we ran a class together called Excuses, in which we disca- which was really a study of the mental and other conditions of criminal responsibility. And uh, we read papers at each other. And then it came clear to me that he had some ideas. For example, that what he was good at was characterizing the very diverse uses of language that there are, and how these are not seen, and philosophical confusion results from assimilating one kind of use of language to another. It was, to some extent, rather like Wittgenstein different in its thrust, And then amongst the things, he had the idea of what he called performative utterance. Mm-hmm. And here the law came into its own. When I say, I hereby give you my gold pen, I'm not describing what I'm doing, I'm actually doing it mm-hmm. with words. And he wrote um, uh, doing things with words, and that's uh, I'm tremendously I developed that in certain ways, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the other thing was his general interest in the diversity of rules and standards of conduct and what and the analysis of various concepts connected with it. Well, that's not too long. Stop me if I'm No,
0: to. not at all. That's most interesting. I, I, I mean, in, in this period, one of the things certainly I'm, I'm very interested in are the intellectual influences mm. that caused you to change your ideas. Uh, well, Austin, certainly. Wittgenstein, yes. Well, I was going to ask you about the importance of Wittgenstein.
1: Yes, uh-huh. of course, it, I, he travelled across from Cambridge only after about 12 years, I mean his words. Mm-hmm. The Blue Book, which is, uh, was put into my hands by a fellow of this college called George Paul, a gifted linguistic philosopher who influenced me, and I got the uh, Wisconsin Science Blue Book, in which the standard thing was, don't ask for the meaning, ask for the
0: use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could connect with that yes, and what uh, uh, wisdom was doing. Austin. Austin was doing. Yes. What, what about other people like Strawson and the Warnocks?
1: Well, they were very much younger than I, I was. Certainly, Warnock was my pupil. Mm-hmm. You call it. And Strawson was my. When I was a professor, I was colleague here, and I read all his early work mm-hmm. as he wrote it, mm-hmm. and I did. I had very little knowledge or interest of the logic and what I learnt hmm mm-hmm.
0: Other names that seem to crop up in work that I've read on you um, are Urmson yes, and w-
1: w- Worsley. Emerson was a very clarifying patient philosopher, very balanced um, and his writings on um, the emotive theory of ethics and uh, um, his account of the reaction modern linguistic philosophy, which was distinct from logical positivism. Can't remember the name of
0: the book. Mm-hmm. Did, did, but that, what that was an influence, was it? Um, what about G. E. Moore? Was was he? Yes, he... further back, certainly.
1: Uh, I read him in the war, mm-hmm. to be honest
0: and, and people like uh, air and Ryle? I
1: reacted against air. Ryle well, stimulated me to a certain degree but I thought um, it yes, certainly in, in Ryle. Mm-hmm. Not much air but, really air, but mm-hmm. I knew it was a thing.
0: And what about Isaiah Berlin?
1: Well, he was just my oldest and closest friend, mm-hmm. and we've shared the teaching of philosophy at New College.
0: Together. Uh-huh.
1: And um, certainly, he illuminated the great panoramas of the historical and metaphysical settings.
0: So, if if one were to to, to concoct a leap table of the the, the, the the most influential figures. Would, would Austin be the first? Yes,
1: for any direct effect on my jurisprudence.
0: Uh, and, and then after that, the one or two other people that you would see? Yes. So would it be Wittgenstein?
1: Or, no, it or, would be Austin. Uh, Wittgenstein,
0: yes. yes. Number two or, or three. These are jolly these difficult. Um, uh,
1: yes,
0: uh, Wittgenstein. Um, no, I don't know. Um,
1: George Paul, who mm-hmm. wrote very little. Yes very important
0: mm-hmm. I have continuous conversation. And somebody else who's mentioned is, is Vasseman? Oh, um, Weissman. Weissman.
1: W A I S M A W. Yes. He was a Viennese mm-hmm. and was a, a pupil at first, or colleague of, um, of Frankenstein, who, with whom he quarreled. Yes, certainly. He was very important in making me understand more of the philosophy of science which I mean, and mathematics.